an ode to surgery. When was the last time you were praising God for needed surgery? Oh, never, you say? Same. So here comes God, always ready to completely shock the heck out of me, is something I never thought I'd say comes out of my mouth. I am so thankful my husband needs surgery on his quad because it means they sent him home early. He's home from Poland. You know, the country I had zero expectations of a dangerous deployment, but the country that just so happens to border Ukraine. Having him on American soil happened so fast, and I'm just so grateful. Slight limp and all. He's in Kansas processing out, but we got to see him last weekend, and it was as fabulous as I imagined and more. A wife at peace, sons reunited with their rock, and I bet three-year-old Camila said, I love you, Daddy, a hundred times in our 48 hours. Is there anything more precious? Currently, he's not in pain, and he gets around fairly well, even if you can see and feel the bulging, inflated muscle in his leg. Any and all prayers for a successful surgery are appreciated. I heard someone say recently something to the effect that surgery is intentionally cutting yourself open in order to shift and change the trajectory of the healing, subjecting yourself to great short-term pain in order to establish valuable long-term healing. In many ways, surgery has been the focus of this deployment for me, not physically, but emotionally. Months of solitude, well, sort of, less than I originally anticipated, four kids and all, meant time to focus on intentionally exposing the personal hurts lingering deep down in order to shift and change the trajectory of the healing. I've known for some time that some of my emotional wounds needed attention. Pushing issues to the back burner and my DIY surgery techniques haven't been cutting it for quite some time. Leaving the pain no choice but to burrow in deeper, so far below the surface that for a time I can even imagine it's not there. Cover up the scar and put on a smile, but the hurt is still there. Maybe it looks better from the outside, but that's only because of the ways I've learned to hide. And I know I'm not alone. In our instant gratification world, I think we forget. Neglect of pain only deepens the wound, and once it's buried past a certain point, There's only one way to be free. Cut it open. Expose it to the light. Rip it out. Rearrange as needed. Delicately sew up the wound. And then let it heal properly. But that's why we run. Why we mask. Why we numb. Usually we don't do it on purpose. But it's because deep down we know that exposing the pain out in the open will be just as described. Painful. So we lie to ourselves. We find ways to cope. And for a time, it's okay, but what happens when numbing becomes our normal way of life? Distractions are all around us these days, and many numbing agents are completely socially acceptable. Eventually, we will find ourselves suddenly awake to the reality that instead of avoiding the pain, we've actually just made the pain worse and more obvious, and the recovery process that much more intense. Should have just dealt with it as soon as the ache became obvious. And yes, some things can be talked out, prayed out, counseled out, but some things have gone so deep they can only be removed with a knife. There's only one surgeon I trust anymore, the living God. His scalpel cuts with such precision, there is no match to his skill. He knows the true source of the pain where I can only offer educated guesses. He doesn't dig around aimlessly. If you ask, 
He'll put a spotlight on the origin and rip it out. He's gentle, but the cut still hurts. Still surgery, after all. But that's what this deployment has been for me. No longer running from the debilitating ache. No longer accepting a band-aid or botched attempts at removal. No longer chasing healing in the wrong places. No longer believing the lies that led me down the path of further distress. Giving God permission to do his worst. To show me myself. To illuminate the things I hide from even myself. And it's been agonizing in some stages. At times I thought I might completely bleed out on the table. Oh, but on the other side. When it's all out in the open and sealed back up. When forgiveness has been asked for and mercy showered and the guilt released. Freedom unlike you've ever known. That kind of healing brings heartfulness. A place where highest hope can arise. We've been told that anxiety and depression are the disease, but what if they're just the symptom? That there's something else, something even more corrupt at the source. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. Take your meds. See your docs. But what if the root causes can be removed from our minds like pieces of shrapnel buried in the body? Fragments of shame and bitterness, fear and trauma, regret and unforgiveness and pride and anger, carelessness and envy and self-hatred and rebellion. Actions we've taken and words that have been spoken over us, planted like seeds. Seeds of lies and half-truths that grew in the soil of our insecurity grew into fully grown trees, twisted and barren and ugly, but still taking up space, still shedding their debris all around the once beautiful garden of our minds. What if they can be uprooted? What if we had a God who knew us better than we knew ourselves? What if he's as powerful as some people claim? What if the truth of who he is can really set you free? Pain can be beautiful, If you're willing to look through the lens of the long term, the lens that sees how suffering is inevitable, we won't get through this life without our share. But it can serve a purpose if we're willing to sit with it instead of running. Open ourselves up to the discomfort of our imperfection, our faults, our inadequacies. Because in the light of those things, we stare hard in the face of reality. This world is broken. I am broken, but there's a way to pick up the pieces, to glue them back together and create something more unique and beautiful than the original. You may just need a top-notch surgeon.